Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hashtag murder! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I'm Scar. And I'm Alex. And we're millennials who love murder. And birthdays? Yeah! yeah. I got some nice birthday presents <gasps> over uh, the weekend. Oh, tell me all about them. Okay, well first I got this nice cup from Becca oh. that has a bunch of serial killers on it and bloody handprints. And I feel like that's just the perfect cup it to is. drink water out of while recording. Yeah, I love it. Like if I don't use that while recording, it's kind of a crime. <laughs> Yeah, it's all newspaper clippings. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm, she did great. I'm willing to bet it was an Etsy find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so good. What else did you get? Uh, what else did I get? Oh, I got uh the serial killer book. I got the pair because <laughs> I got one from Sugar and Mallory, and the other one I got from Jenna. Oh. Yeah, they literally got like one's the trivia version, and then the other one's the version that you have. So now we both have a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can both do independent research on the same book. We don't have to share. Yeah, but the other one's trivia. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. I've fun. been flipping through that one. That one's fun. I think we're gonna use it as like a bonus episode to yeah. like you know quiz each other, quiz you guys. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm not gonna know anything. <laughs> no, you don't remember it as soon. Like soon. I bet as soon as we finish this episode, you're not even gonna remember what we talked about. I'm not. I'm really no. not. I had to rewatch the one we're going to record next. I was rewatching that whenever you walked in. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it was just a couple weeks ago. But it has been two weeks. It has been two weeks. We've seen each other, and Scar- that's a long time. Scarlett was on a hiatus. Oh my God. It was on the longest vacation of my life. Yep. <laughs> It was a lot. A lot happened. We'll tell you in the next opening. But yes. uh, let's, uh, I got to tell you what inspired me to do this episode. Okay. This is a quick little bonus for you guys on yeah. body farms, which if you don't know what a body farm is, I will educate you in a second. Okay. But I was watching my favorite TV show, Bones. Love Bones. Love Bones. <laughs> and there was a murder at the body farm. And I was like, shit, I wonder how many body farms there are. So of course I had to look it up. Yeah. And I got into the, the Google hole <laughs> and so yeah so now we're gonna do a little little mini sode on body farms was the episode of bones did they like hide a body with all the other dead bodies yes so oh. basically um that's fun this kid uh was like a grad student and he killed another grad student hid the body in the body farm and then like manipulated the body to make it seem like the guy died a longer time ago than he did yeah it made it just look like he belonged there yes because oh. the kid the the murderer was like on uh what do you call it whenever you go on to another country for your like semester uh, semester abroad oh so yes. he was abroad for his semester he made it seem like the guy died during that time when and... in reality he died like three weeks prior to that oh yeah it was cool scandalous i'm gonna very... find that one that sounds very interesting i'm it sure i've seen cool. it yes i think i've it's seen like... bones all the way through like three times yeah i've uh, <laughs> I've, I've watched that show more times than i'd like to admit <laughs> It's great. But yeah, that's basically what he did. Okay. All right. Cool. Which like doing the research here, I was like, the the farms don't typically have that many bodies Uh, at one time. So like they dramatized it? Dramatized it? Dramatized? Dramatized? Yeah. They dramatized for the TV show. made it seem like there was tons of bodies just chilling at the body farm. When in reality, they only have like a handful at a time. Oh. 
interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right. So let's get into it. Okay. So the idea of the body farm goes way back in the time machine to 1981. Okay. When anthropologist William M. Bass was interested in studying the decomposition of human bodies from the time of death all the way through their decay. Love that for William. I love that. That's I, so I, cool. I think it's interesting that he came up with that idea. Like, yeah. He was probably, I don't know, studying some shit. And he was like, I wonder like how long it took for this body to get from it died to, to like now. the way it is now. Yeah. With weather, time, bugs. But, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because one of his grad students is big into the bugs, oh. which is how like it got so popular and science-based and all that stuff. And now it's used in court because oh, one neat. of his his grad students used it. Real quick, I just remember my dream from last night, mm -hmm. and I had to put mulch down at in the a body park. farm. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't at the body farm; it was at the park. And I started to put the mulch down, and there were worms that were like this long and like this big around. Oh, thick. That were like Thickums. jumping out of the mulch. Oh, that's gross. And I was mortified. Oh, no. I guess it was a nightmare. <laughs> and it was not good. It was, yeah. It Kendra me would love that. Uh, she likes worms. Kendra loves all things creature and insect. Yeah. She loves snakes. She loves lizards. She loves frogs. She likes to chase me with the frogs and the lizards. We need to find her a good man. <laughs> Kendra just... Her, uh, no, Kendra's great. And she's, her and her awesome. and her daughter, Duck, also loves all insects, bugs, worms, oh. frogs, lizards, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's fun. And crabs. She likes crabs. Oh. We have little tiny crabs that are like by our apartment because we're so close to the marsh. I thought you meant in your apartment. No, not in the apartment. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't like that. But yeah, she likes to she, duck likes to chase them and try to eat them. That's kind of fun. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> so the first body farm facility was at the University of Tennessee in ah, Knoxville. All right. But you guys, if you're not familiar with them, they're the ones that tore their football field goal post down from the field when they won a game and threw it in their own lake. That's dramatic. It's very dramatic. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so basically what Bass wanted was to be able to better understand how the human body decays in different situations within the elements. And what better way to do it than study it while it's happening? Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Yep. So it also helps make the techniques for obtaining the information about the bodies more efficient. And a lot of the techniques developed at this body farm are used by forensic scientists and law enforcement today. That is so neat. Wait, what year are we in? Uh, 1981. Okay. All right. Cool. Love it. So, originally, when the OG Body Farm first opened at Tennessee, a lot of the locals were super opposed to the idea for a number of reasons, which I can understand. Yeah. You don't want decomposing <laughs> bodies in your backyard. If you're not like Alex and I, it could be a little, little yeah. weird. Yeah, like, I was reading this, and I was like, I wonder if you can go on a tour. And Whitney was like, please, for the love of God, no, I am not going with you on a tour of you know the Body I Farm. I was like, Scarlett would go. Yeah. And... I have a funny story about me telling Whitney about this later on today, too. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, locals are, like, skeptical about it. They're like, eh, that's icky. No, thank you. Yeah. They thought it was creepy. It would attract a lot of bugs and animals, and it would smell. Yeah, well. Some people even said that they could see dead bodies from their homes <laughs> for the few that had properties close to the farm. So the university did fix this uh, okay. by installing a privacy fence. Oh, okay. All right, mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> Yeah, just a little fence. I guess that would be. 
It yeah, would be a little alarming. Yeah, nowadays there's these facilities are like so closed off, kept tight security because, you know, they use these bodies to help law enforcement and forensic scientists develop their techniques and stuff. Yeah. So they don't want people breaking in and fucking up their research. So there's a huge prison style like, yeah, like fences barbed wire and barbed wire and shit. Okay. Now that's what they're protected by. Okay. But back then, just cool. your regular old <laughs> privacy <Chain-link> fence. <laughs> so there was actually a group called Solutions to Issues of Concern to Noxvillians. Oh. Uh, AKA sick. <laughs> okay. And they would make signs that said, This makes us sick <laughs> to protest in front of the farm. God damn it. So fucking funny. Uh, that is funny. But also, you know, it's not all about you. We are learning. It's science. A, yeah. Yes. We are doing science together. And if you don't like it, you can move. I'm like, What if your <laughs> neighbor, friend, or whatever? is killed, and then the research that the Knoxville body farm has done helps solve their murder. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Gotta think outside the box, people. Yeah. However, once the facility did open and become functional, people were more okay with it since they were actually able to see the body farm was only doing good things and not causing any of the concerns town people originally thought there would be. Oh, okay. Because it's closed off. There's not going to be a bunch of animals and, like, smells and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. So, since the farm was able to open up with seemingly no problems except for the sick protesters, (laughs) Dr. William Bass got to work on helping different law enforcement agencies with questions regarding decomposition, so they could narrow down time frames for time of death. Okay. Particularly, 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 particularly (laughs) when it came to trial time and they had to testify. Okay. Yeah. All right. So our guy, Mr. William Bass, he's the man. Yeah, I love him. He reminds me of, um, like, Gil Grissom from CSI, how he's, like, obsessed with the bugs and, like, figuring out time of death. He's the bug man. The bug man. Yep. Yeah, I love it. So, at first, the body farm consisted of just a 256-square-foot slab of concrete and, like, a shed thing on top of it to store tools and surgical instruments. Okay. The farm received its first human body on May 15th, 1981. Oh, A 73-year-old man that had died from emphysema and heart disease. Okay. The subject was studied for information on the four stages that occur during decomp of the human body. Oh, I love this so much. So cool. It's so interesting. And most of the bodies that they do get are donated by science or they're like elderly people that died of whatever natural causes or diseases like this guy. Can you like sign up for this? Yes, you can. Um, And I want to get into that with you. Oh my God. But yeah, you can sign up to get your body donated. I looked on the website, but there it wouldn't let me go through with like the filling out the paperwork for it. Oh. But you can sign up to have your body donated to science at the body farm. And I told Whitney that if I die before she does, I want to be donated to the body farm. Yeah. Because there's also one, I'll get into where all the other ones are later, yeah. but there's one in North Carolina. So I'm like, you can just donate me to that one. Yeah. You don't even have to drive me all the way to Tennessee. <laughs> You're just riding passengers. <laughs> Just, it's after she's murdered. Yeah, me. after she's murdered me. She puts some sunglasses on my face. She burnies you. She weakened to burn you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's really funny. Okay, that's so cool. Yep. I love it. So the farm is doing the things. Yeah. So as the farm received more popularity for the amazing work that they were doing, they started to expand the decomp studies that they were completing to include climate during death, 
whether or not water was involved, oh. if clothing was on or off during oh. the process of decomp, yeah. which is just like really cool and awesome that they were able to expand this brand of science so much. Yeah. I mean, we could learn. You could do every single possible scenario. Mm-hmm. And you would just keep going and going and going. Yeah, because there's literally millions of different scenarios. Yep. So essentially all this information compiled was helping to narrow down time of death, which is crucial for trials for murder cases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, so cool. Bill Rodriguez was one of Bass's grad students, and he actually conducted his thesis on a study he conducted each day where he observed and noted the presence of insects on the human cadavers during various stages of decomp. Ah. So our man, Bill Rodriguez. He was like, I'm going to figure out how to make this exact science to when these bodies are dying yeah. and how the decomp. Because bugs are, they, they do their fucking job. They're like the number one, other than weather maybe, bugs are going to get in there. Mm-hmm. And they're, they know where to find the good stuff. Yep. Yeah. And they work like clockwork. Yeah. So cool. So sometimes the information that they're gathering isn't even in the body itself, but it can be in the soil, grass, or insects on or around the body since that tells the story too. Oh. So, finding the breakdown of proteins and bacteria in the soil, analyzing it can also give some clarification on time of death, climate conditions, and other things pertinent to the investigation. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, like they can even figure out if the body was dumped there post-mortem or if they died there pre-mortem. Like, they can do all that stuff. So fascinating. Yeah, so just in case you want to donate your body to the cause when you die, you can freely do so in Canada. You just have to sign a waiver. Okay. In the U.S., unclaimed bodies have also been used to donate to the body farms. And you can also have a family member or next of kin sign your body over to the farm as well. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Anybody infected with HIV or hepatitis is immediately rejected. Oh, well, so okay. If you have those two things, yeah. or one of them, sorry, you are not eligible. Yeah. Uh, there are currently seven active body farms in the U.S. Whoa. Yep. Let's hear about them. I'm yep. so excited. Yep. Okay, cool. I'm going to go in the order of which they were opened. Okay. So, of course, we have our OG, the University of Tennessee. Over 100 bodies are donated to this facility every year. Some individuals even pre-register before death, so you can be donated by a medical examiner. Oh, a medical examiner. Medical examiner. <laughs> I'm sure they get a lot of methanies. Uh, The facility is a two and a half acre wooded plot. Okay. Sounds peaceful. Much bigger than the 256 (laughs) square foot that they started with. Yeah, they've expanded. The next one, which is where I will probably be donated, is the Western Carolina University one. All right. It was the second facility to open in the U.S. It's in Cullowhee, North Carolina. Oh. It's run by the Forensic Anthropology Department and studies the decomp of bodies in the Western North Carolina mountains. Yeah, it's good to have these kind of like all over the country. Yeah, because you got different climates. Yeah. Especially like humidity. Yeah, because like I can imagine that the humidity here is much different than how it is in like Tennessee. Yeah, and different like sea level, mm-hmm. shit like that. Yep. Okay, cool. And this facility is actually used for cadaver dog training. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Do the dogs just get to. I, they probably like. I wonder if they have a sample. I guess they would have a piece of clothing or part of the body or maybe hair or something. That's so cool. Dog sniffs it and then goes and finds the body. That's, they get the puppy training. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. Okay. Our next one was Texas State University. Down to Texas. Texas. This one is led by Dr. Michelle Hamilton, who is a former student of Dr. William Bass. 
Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. This center is huge. Of course. It's and in Texas. It's in Texas. Everything's bigger there. <laughs> yeah. This center has a uh, fully functional forensic science lab on site, and they're expanding it. Yeah, okay, cool. This one doesn't get as many bodies as the University of Tennessee, and they only take in a new one every five to six months. But this body farm is very honed in on the forensic science of the bodies and like surrounding the, the area and crime scene and stuff. Oh, okay, cool. So this one's more forensic science-based than body-based. Ah, all right. It's been open about 15 years, and they've gotten about uh, 150 bodies total, and 200 more are on their registry. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. Add my name to the list. Yep. <laughs> Most of their bodies come from hospitals, funeral homes, and the medical examiner's office. Okay. And it sits on about 4,200 acres, because... Everything's every, bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Our next one is in Sam Houston State University. Oh. Oh, you know, the only time, well, I don't know any other time why I would have gone to a morgue (laughs) or anyone would ever go to a morgue. Uh, But whenever I was at Fort Sam doing my x-ray training, Mm -hmm. we went to the morgue and it was really cool. It was really neat. Oh, so you've been to this one. Um, Or at least the morgue portion. Yeah, I don't know if it's this one specifically. It was at the university. Um, There was like one leg. Oh. And then like... They had us take all of the um, intestines out Ooh, of this abdomen so cool. and then put them back in, like, the right way. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it was so neat. Uh, and then we went to lunch at the dining facility, mm-hmm. and they were serving spaghetti. Oh. So... <laughs> I did not eat lunch that day. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but it was really interesting. It was really cool. Anyway. This one is a certified will donor facility, which means they take bodies voluntarily given. Oh, okay. It's located at the Center for Biological Fields studies at the university and it is a 247 acre plot of land next to the sam houston national forest okay it's surrounded by an acre of maximum security and eight acres of minimal security oh yeah this one's guarded like a prison like locked down Mm -hmm. oh weird okay yep it has a much hotter climate compared to the one at the university of tennessee so the decomp studies have like a much different view oh yeah okay there's a full morgue cooler freezer units and a forensic lab on site I love it so much. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Science. Yeah. Our next one is at uh, the Southern Illinois University. Okay. It opened in October 2010, so it's relatively new. Oh, yeah. And uh, it originally started with pigs instead of humans at first, because the bodies are pretty similar. Yeah. Isn't pig skin essentially human skin? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The first human donation was received in January 2012, and it is one of the coldest climates for body farms. Ah, okay. Yep. Yeah, we have the Colorado Mesa University. All right. It has the highest altitude for body farms in the U.S. It took its first human body in November 2013, and they also used pigs beforehand. Okay. It also has a morgue on site as well as a classroom, and the outdoor portion is about an acre large and protected by a barbed wire fence and security cameras and systems. Okay. Yeah. I guess once the word got out, they had to keep out the hooligans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, we don't need these people weekend at Bernie's, uh, our fucking bodies. No. Yeah. Okay. And our newest facility is at the University of South Florida. It's around 3.4 acre outdoor research facility. It actually has a section open to visitors. I looked, but it's only scholars and researchers, so no field trip for us. Hey, we're researchers. But my sister Abby is a scientist, so maybe she can just take us on a field trip there. Yes. Oh, my God. She's technically a doctor. That'd be so cool. She, she's Dr. Abby, so. <laughs> okay. 
It is the most recent body farm to open. In September 2018, they started with five bodies, and it's the only body farm set in a subtropical climate. Okay, yeah. It's humid as fuck down there. Yeah, super. Their contract just ended for the use of the facility by the University of South Florida in May of 2022, so they are currently looking for a future alternative site since they didn't get their contract extended on it. Oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder what Weird. they're going to I wonder who's going to use the facility, maybe. What would they even use that for? <laughs> Police Academy, maybe? I don't know. Oh, all right. They could. It's got a full forensic lab on site, so maybe they would use it. Yeah. I don't know. There are also body farms in Australia, Canada, India, and the UK. We're expanding. The body farm in Australia was the first to open that wasn't in the U.S., and it is on a patch of land owned by the University of Technology in Sydney, and the actual farm is just outside the city limits. Ah, very cool. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see if our uh, if our buddies have ever driven past that. Oh, yes. Although, Australia's gigantic, and I have no idea where they live. It is huge. <laughs> yeah, they might not live anywhere near it. Uh, okay, keep going. There's a second location planned in Australia to be in Queensland, which would make for the first farm in the world to be in the tropics. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. The Australian body farm was actually founded by a woman named Sherry Forbes, who is actually Canadian and moved back to Canada to open up the first body farm there, which is located at Beckenyor. Beckenyor? Whoa. Beckenyor. No idea. No idea how to say that. Very fancy, though. Okay. Preliminary work for the first body farm in India began in 2010 from Roma Khan, and he started with using cattle. Mm-hmm. Neat. In the UK, they exclu- exclusively use animal remains to study the decomp of the bodies, mainly pigs, okay. uh, because Professor Sue Black actually argues that body farms are unnecessary since most use elderly bodies and they do not represent the average murder victim. Huh. Because um, I guess the age of who you are can affect that, but I feel like your decomp is still going to be the same. It doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you were riddled with some sort of disease, that yeah. could maybe alter it. Um, but if you just die of natural causes, yeah, and you're just studying how the body's breaking down, yeah, uh, mm. but you're also gonna get like your unclaimed drug abuse victims and stuff like that at the body farm. So yeah, huh? Don't know. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, yeah, Miss Sue, she does. She does not like using humans. Yeah, maybe it's a moral thing. Who it knows? It could be. Yeah, I'm here for it. But, I like yeah. it. I think yeah. it's smart. Yep, yeah, it's very interesting. It's very cool. I love it. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Oh yeah, that was a good way to start our our day our (laughs) our two-week hiatus yes oh man but just so you know there's an episode of body farm murders on bones csi and criminal minds (laughs) and you remember all of them i do (laughs) the bones one was the best one though oh that's too fun i love it Mm -hmm. um ooh, real quick before we go we have an instagram at hashtag murder pod spell out the whole thing yeah spell it all out um and you like this no if you like this Give us five stars. Please give us five stars. It help us promote our view. Yes. You don't even have to say anything specific. You can tell us where you would like your body to be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's our little bonus. And for share you. us to all your friends, yeah, and families. Let them all know. Oh, actually, I have one dogs. more thing to say. Yeah. So you know how we uh, promote our podcast on Spotify? Yeah. Well, Carolyn, my stepmom, she uh, she has a special name for Spotify because if she can't remember the name of something, she just guesses, makes up a new word for it. So her do tell. She was telling my sister's boyfriend's mom. Okay. At Mother's Day brunch. Yeah. About the podcast, she's like. Yeah, and you can listen on Spoofy. We're like, Spoofy? What the fuck is Spoofy? And she's like, 
the green thing. I'm like, Spotify? She's like, yeah, I just know it says SP, so I said it's spoofy. Spoofy. I'm like, Mom. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. And this is why we love Carolyn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I still haven't met her yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, she's she's a trip. <laughs> she's a hoot. She's a hoot. <laughs> she sounds like it. Yeah, and then my dad is pretty similar to me. Oh, mm-hmm. that's fun. Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. And follow us on Spoofy (laughs) and Apple Podcasts and Amazon and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, All right. Love you. Bye. If you would like to be donated to the body farm, just Google the one that's closest to you. Bye. 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 Except if you're in the UK because you can't do that. Nope. Australia. (laughs) Yeah. Or Canada. Just sign a waiver. And bye. Uh, Bye. 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 (laughs) Spoofy. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. Hold, please. Dusty Buns is calling. God damn. Hi, honey. Hi, babe. Hi. We're in the middle of recording. I'll have to call you back later. Yes. Who else would she be recording with? Oh, honey. Recording. Yeah, I just wanted yeah. to call and tell you I love you. <laughs> That's what he's gonna say. <laughs> All right, honey, tape's rolling. We gotta go. All right, love you. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. So needy. <laughs> um, blah blah blah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm not a woohoo kind of g- and security fan. Yeah, on question. Uh, huge and has a f- and they've gotten around 150 bottles it's been open it was on silent oh i made it to where his call can come through because he mm-hmm. kept getting mad at me for not answering calls <laughs> okay um shoot i feel like we're in the middle of a good conversation and that just fucking ruined it it's um, all right